Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in Internet land doing? We hope you are doing well. Uh, Harry, how are you tonight, pal? You know, I'm fantastic, Papa. Um, Papa, Papa. Um, Papa, can uh, you hear me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm doing pretty well. Um, we are uh, we are back in the office uh, for our for our job. So that's been interesting, to say the least. I feel a lot tired after my days in than my mm-hmm. days out. But what can you do? Um, but I'm super excited to talk about our topic today. And uh, we're only uh, as we love to always count down for we're only two days away from from Thor uh, mm. as at the time of recording. So that's uh, another exciting piece of news that um that I'm looking forward to. I'm, I want to see where we're going in this universe. And uh, hopefully this will tell me if not, I'll just be disappointed as usual. <laughs> Yikes. Well, I will say uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get your hopes up too high that we'll see the direction the MCU is taking, but no. um, you know, better, better to go in with lowered expectations and be pleasantly surprised. Exactly. Uh, Hans, how you doing, buddy? Good. How come every time, like we have like a four day week work week, it feels like uh, it's like an eight day work week. Cause uh, when you <laughs> said two days of Thor, I really don't know what day it is till we see <laughs> Thor. I, like not even realizing that it's, tomorrow yeah um i don't i thought today's tuesday and then um you know we talked about recording and everything and i'm like oh wait a minute today's wednesday and then when you just said two days till thor i got even more confused because i was like what where are we at right now so what I'm day glad- is it Tell me what day is this so i'm glad that i'm back on track and we are uh halfway through this this four-day week which feels like it's two weeks long yes well, yeah, as uh, as tomorrow is, in fact, Thor's day, uh, Thursday. Uh, yes, we the Hot Takes crew is planning an excursion to the local cinema to check out the newest Marvel Cinematic Universe release, Marvel Studios release, Thor Love and Thunder. So we're pretty excited for that. Uh, but oh, go ahead, Harry. Yeah, I'm just an old school guy. I love to say uh, pick the day is Friday is the release day, even though we always see it the day before nine times yeah. out of ten. So. I don't know the last time I've um, seen I've I've went to the movies on like a Friday actual like I've always gone like for Friday like proper. Yeah, I've never been. To, I can't even remember the last time I went on like a Friday proper. Well, here's the here's the thing with Friday's uh, release dates, at least for you know, like the super geeky movies, you get all the hardcore fans that go on Thursday because they want to be first to see it. And I, like, I'm amongst my people with that, you know, the, the geeky crew. So like, I love, I love being able to see that with like minds and rejoice at the things that, you know, we, we love to see on the big screen, but in a more practical sense, you know, not just the, uh, the community aspect of it, Man, spoilers are everywhere, and I just get so tired of dodging these bullets left and right. So, you know, the sooner I can get the experience over with and actually see it, the sooner I can not worry about having to have that experience ruined for me by some clown on the Internet. I've 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 come across something that I, I don't know how confident I am of whether it's oh. a big spoiler or not, but it had nothing to do like I don't mute things on on twitter not because i just i don't really like 
I don't have time to go and, and like mute 200 words that could possibly spoil something for me. But this was because something was trending and I clicked on it and it had absolutely nothing to do with the MCU or whatever. I clicked on it and it like it was a, a, a spoiler for Thor. And I'm like, come on, like, wow. like for real. So, I, I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys what it was tomorrow night after after the movie's over. Yes. But I was I was kind of I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. Hold your tongue until then. Yeah. Uh, hold your <laughs> tongue. Whatever. All right. Well, uh, as much as we love talking Thor and rest assured, we will talk Thor on a future episode. Uh, That is not why we are here this day. Oh, no. Uh, No. But we are here for some other geeky stuff. Uh, We're going to talk the season finale of Stranger Things as well as uh, the season finale or series finale, some type of finale for (laughs) Obi-Wan. so why don't we kick it off, uh, Hands? I know you're a big stranger head. <laughs> why don't you? Why don't you uh, dive that into that? Calling them on the streets. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. a strange one. Yeah. Um, no. So you know, we we the long-awaited uh, part two of the uh, of of season four of Stranger Things was released on july 1st which I mean, it wasn't that long awaited it was like a month and that's i was i was i was being a little <laughs> sarcastic there gotcha. um of why I, i'm still confused why they did that i'm pretty sure they probably just didn't have some scenes filmed or edited whatever i feel like it was a little unnecessary to do it um to release two episodes but then when you actually you know watch it um you know it's the one thing i will say about this uh is it's long it, it, I had to watch the finale in two parts um, just because, um, you know, I, I don't have that like patience anymore. And like to be able to sit through, I could do it in the movie theater for some reason, but I can't do it at home. Like I just need to get up and like walk around and all. Um, so the finale, it did drop on, uh, we got season, uh, episodes eight and nine, which, um, you know, where we, where we last left off with Stranger Things before it, uh, we were introduced, well, not introduced, but we were told the story, backstory of Vecna which um, who's, I guess uh, there hasn't been clear that the main villain all along or is, is responsible for a lot of the stuff going on in Hawkins. Um, not clear yet. Uh, maybe they'll touch on that. I, I think like I, that's where I got confused of where, how Vecna was treated the second half is because I don't know if he was the big bad or if the, if the mind flyer is still floating around there in, in the upside down. Um, I don't know. But that's the one thing like I, I kind of I, I wasn't a fan of in, in, in the second half. Um, I will say that overall, like I would say if I had the rate the, la- the second half of the season, I, I would I don't think it was as good as the first the first part. I think it had a lot of really cool scenes in it. Um, we got another running up that hill scene basically with um, with Eddie. We uh, with the Metallica. So now all the young heads are going to be uh, downloading Metallica albums, which I'm fine because that's my favorite band. Um, but I think there was uh, they did a lot of character development in the first part of the season. And this um, it, it led up to, you know, their showdown with Vecna, which was a little underwhelming, uh, if I can if I'll say that. But um, <clears throat> excuse me. But, we, you know, we got their their plan to go to go stop Vecna. And then there's still four different stories going on at once that are supposedly going to like intersect. And I, it just, I feel like the second half was a little, it had too much going on for it where it didn't need to be four hours long. You could have just dropped two hours or two, maybe and I shaved off an hour. Um, 
I mean, some of the things that I did like, uh, I, I loved how um, we got a lot more time in the in the upside down. I love how they split up in the groups where they were they they had it like I, I feel like the plan on paper to stop Vecna was a little complicated um, because the three stories that were going on, not one of the not no two groups were communicating with each other. So they were kind of just like making it up as they go along and just hoping that um, that it worked. Uh, but I, I, I think there was, I, I wish that they did a little more with this because I feel like they, I don't know if they just dragged it on for, to give the fans a little more. Um, but I, I feel like there was a lot of filler stuff in both episodes to, to the point where just like after it was over, I, I stayed up to like 1am, which is really, really, really late for me. Um, <laughs> I'm not in my twenties anymore. Um, that's really late. And then I kind of like the first question I asked myself was, did it need to be that long? Um, and, you know, we'll go into a, a, some more specifics of it, but I mean, my initial, you know, being, I watched it Saturday night, I was done it. Uh, my initial reaction was like, I really liked it. And then I, and then I kind of sat on it for a little bit. I think I liked it a little more the more I thought about it. Um, but I still think it, it, there were uh, there was a lot of stuff they could have cut out, and I just I wasn't I don't know whether or not they just released the finale and chopped up the two the like episodes eight and nine and just gave us one two and a half hour episode. I feel like there's a lot they could have cut out that wasn't really necessary at least yet to the story. I, whether it is on season five or not, I don't know. Um, I, and it's just my initial reactions, uh, Papa. What what were your kind of initial takes when you were watching it yeah so i'm kind of uh in the same boat as you although i think maybe i was a little more let down than you it's just um you know i thought the first half of the season was okay and then the second half comes along four hours of content two episodes you know one of the episodes is two and a half hours and it just I found myself thinking even now uh, the same thoughts I had when I was watching it, which is man, like this is just so long and drawn out. <laughs> like it just, I don't know. Like it, it, I, I found it kind of boring um, that the seventh episode, uh, the, the penultimate episode as, as it were, um, it was just, uh, it, it felt like filler to me. Like uh, there wasn't anything that really, uh grabbed me and do you mean and, do you mean eight greg papa was there nine episodes or eight yeah 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 there's nine you missed okay one? so yes yeah yeah that's why it didn't make sense i missed one i skipped an episode <laughs> no you're right uh episode eight i'm sorry uh felt like filler and um yeah. they're just yeah there wasn't anything that um that that really just got its hooks in me and uh likewise um episode nine i mean yeah it had some okay moments but uh or i'm sorry yeah episode nine <laughs> i'm throwing myself <laughs> off now uh the the finale episode nine like <clears throat> there were moments here and there that i enjoyed but overall i found it very underwhelming and um you know the the whole final confrontation quote-unquote final because clearly he survives uh with vecna um it just he it felt like he got dealt with like way too easily like oh yeah your right hands they did have like an overly complex plan and 
people were attacking him simultaneously in like the different worlds and stuff like that. But overall, I mean, the length of that final showdown or whatever, it just uh, it, it felt very anticlimactic for versus what I guess I was expecting. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, some of the stuff is still muddled. It's like, was he the one pulling the strings all along? They didn't really clarify that. I mean, that that was the impression I got from it. But I I don't know, like it, it wasn't made abundantly clear. Like, hey, yeah, this is the guy that's been behind everything. Like, uh, I I think she I think L even says like it, it was you all along. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I, you still have like the mind flayer that's out there who is controlling will, I, mm-hmm. I guess, to an extent. And that's, you know, when once when we start touching on like the last couple minutes of the, of the episode or the season, um, that that's kind of a callback to that with will kind of feeling the back of his neck and feeling like the mind flare on him. Um, but other than but they, but it just yeah, I don't I, I don't I, I was confused. I love his his revelation in the first half like had they closed out the season that was one of my i thought that was incredible like just the storytelling with that in the background of like revealing who vecna was and then it just like with that i, I just it was kind of like all right like he like it just it, it now like a lot of that stuff like i just feel like it, it just was there and now they, they kind of didn't even utilize any of it he just stood there he didn't really do anything yeah yeah uh, and I was still kind of bummed because there wasn't really a good explanation for like what exactly is the upside down? Like, is this just an alternate hell dimension or like what, you know, like I, I figured they were going to explain it with uh, Vecna was the one to create it or I don't know, but apparently he wasn't. It existed and he got sent there by L. And he just kind of took over or whatever. Uh, not even really because the that <laughs> lost monster, the the smog monster, gave him his powers, and then you know he then he started manipulating. I guess the the lesser beings, but I don't know. It's just it, it all seems overly complex and completely uh, just underwhelming. Uh, I don't know. That's just my take. Uh, Hair initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean, um, it's nice to hear uh, like-minded folk on this podcast. Uh, I feel as though I'm starting to get into both of your heads and uh, darn you, take over as you say. Maybe I am the mind mind flare. Um, you know, I've had this realization, and you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Obi Wan uh, a little later as well. And of just, am I? Do I have trouble with content that like the story feels as though it's being made on the fly or there's these these properties that um that we're getting uh like like a star wars and a marvel in these tv bundles that are just not as strong as the movies are um and i'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to you know my big discussion point for that is like i'm trying to figure out if it's me or if it's actually like the content that we're being given that just seems drawn out and um you know i would 100 agree with you guys you know um my my funny point to to Jill, uh, my wife, after uh, the season was so Hopper was just in in Russia the whole time. Um, like they were escaping from he was escaping from the prison and the helicopter was coming. And then 
ah, gotcha. It's not coming to save them. And then they break out of prison again, which is the whole point. And then it's like, wait, we got to go back into the prison to fight them, you know, hive mind, yada, yada. Um, and it was just kind of like, that's what you decided to do with him all season, sideline him and just put him in this, this subplot. Bro, get um, a transcript of what you just said. It sounds ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, and my wife is now currently, I think she just started. So it's like the first couple, two episodes, but she's starting the first season over again, I guess, to watch it. And I'm very curious if like, cause you know, I would say. I enjoy Stranger Things, but I'm not like a diehard. I'm not going to throw it on back to back after, you know, in anticipation for season five. But I'm interested to see, like, if somebody if you were to suggest Stranger Things as someone who's never seen it now, how do you kind of like, I mean, you got to explain like this time jump is like, oh, yeah, COVID and now they're older. And like, it's, you know, I I just can't wait for the recap of, of season four and how convoluted and simple it is where it's like, it's, they just broke everybody into three separate plots um, and just kept everybody, you know, sidelined from each other um, to either not have to deal with consequences of them coming together or spending episodes when like, if Hopper got back in the original, like flight back, like, I guess him being like, I'm not dead, like spending time doing that, developing relationships. I guess we just don't, won't do that. And we'll do a time jump for the final season and good luck everybody. Um, but yeah, um, you know, and I, there there is this question again tying in the Star Wars, like is is Vecna Vader or is he the Emperor? Like I don't I don't really know here. Um, so that, but I did, I did like the reveal. I I think what would have been a boss move is if they just had one episode start with like Vecna's childhood, and just like throw that at us instead of like a uh, episode of you know filler, um, like episode eight was as you mentioned, Greg. It just felt. It was a half an hour of them getting ready for the big finale. And um, there were some cool moments in it, you know, like there was, you know, Will's kind of confession to Mike and talking about how he's the heart and kind of revealing a little bit about himself there. Um, and there was 11, you know, with that cool helicopter scene, you know, as, as there as there's that fight. Um, but I mean, those are like the, the highlights uh, of it to me. Um, I wouldn't even call those highlights. I'd call this yeah, midlights. <laughs> maybe midlights. Yeah, there you go. There, there's a good. There's a good one. Um, but like, I would have loved just a Vecna like episode of like 45 minutes of him as a child, and like we're all thrown off, and it's like, what's going on here? Who is this kid? And you know, or maybe even focus it on the parents, and maybe we're getting told a story. Um, you know, I mean, I know they did um, Robert uh, England uh like kind of reveal with that but i think it would have been more interesting to just have that either you know be a full episode or you know but these like an episode didn't need to be an hour um they could have made it 40 minutes and just you know tied it off in the 10 or something but um i mean you can't pay all those kids that money and i guess not show them so Mm -hmm. um and then you know as chris mentioned bigger picture too it's just it feels like the story is just being filled in and you know, I understand, you know, money, money rules all. And this was probably a bigger hit than the Duffer brothers thought. But I just feel like there's a lot of like, you know, retconning on like, hey, let's try to fill this in and let's put in an individual and make it so like that was it all along when it's like, I think if you watch the first three seasons, and like I said, I'll be interested to see what what Jill says, if there's like even any droplets that could kind of make you lead to it. And I just don't remember it that well enough to be honest. Um, But I don't think there was. I just had a thought because I mean, 
it seems like, you know, whether whether it's storyline or execution, one or the other, I'm not sure, <clears throat> or maybe a combination of the both. But um, I just I, I was thinking about this concept while you were talking and it's like, I wonder in in the multiverse where Stranger Things exists, but it's much different. What if we had like a Stranger Things that was kind of like, I don't know, Monster Squad meets X-Files. Like instead of having this five season arc about dealing with the upside down, like, yeah, maybe that plot thread runs through like half a season or a season, but then they move on to like, you know, a different mystery. There's yeah. werewolves out there or ghosts. There's, I don't know, you know, and there's just super generic stuff, but like I almost kind of, would rather watch that show than the one that they've been giving us. I mean, it just, maybe it's just my disappointment in this season and, and how I kind of, I guess, lowered the bar, but, uh, and, and maybe, you know, I'm kind of getting over the whole upside down thing at this point, but um, I don't know. I was just throwing that out there. Is that something now, you guys would watch? <laughs> I would, I would watch. I, yeah, because I mean, it, the story is, is already like already complicated enough with, I think like giving L like, I feel like we, we focused on L's backstory like three different times. And then half of the season was L in the lab. Like you get, you get to see exactly what happened. And I thought, I thought that was great. You could have included that in like season two or three, but the whole L losing her powers and then getting on, having to find the back again. And she comes back and then fights the whatever creature from the upside down. Like, I feel like it's really old. And, and I think, I, I think you can use the, I'd like your plan to have it like like a group of kind of like monster monster squadish. I think that would work, and you can have like an overall, I guess overall general evil. I guess that's in Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not it's like upside, it could be upside down related or or something. But th- there's too much focus on on a lot of stuff that they keep they keep visiting and, and it's just taking away from like excelling the story. This, I, the way that we're at season five now, and I think they could have gotten rid of a lot of storylines that like this show could have been only three seasons. There's a lot of silly filler stuff in there that ties into either the upside down or L's backstory that, I mean, we've been focusing on for, she is the main character of the show. I'm not going to say that, but at this point it's like, where like we get it like that we know who she is and what her powers are even though if they give her new ones out of the blue that i that no one even knew that she had um at this point she's gonna be like she's gonna be like flying and and everything by the time this 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 should be neo (laughs) yeah she's she basically yeah she's a monster squad version of neo um and it just i i think that the story overcomplicated itself. It's, and, and Harry mentioned it too, where he said, like when the Duffer brothers were creating this, like they created one of the biggest shows, at least in Netflix history, but I think in, in just young adult, like in, in this generation's history, where I, I compare it to Lost. And Lost is, you know, my probably my top three favorite shows of all time. But it got to a point where they were like, now what? Like did, we have the biggest hit on tv right now now what after like season two and three and then it started yeah. getting weird and they oh. had to go like 20 episodes deep right or like at least yeah like lost 12 or 15 i think like, like the first like the day with network television i think the first four seasons were maybe 20 episodes and then like maybe like 18 to 20 i think five and six kept it like 
the now with the average now is like 14. But, yeah. uh, but well, there was yeah, like the, a writer's strike in there too. Yeah. I think one of the seasons. I think that like ruined a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah I like season three ruined a lot of that show. <laughs> but with this, it's just, I think when you have, you deal a lot with, um, with fan service and a lot of dealing with fan, like you, what they want to see and you don't really change your formula up when it works. And I think this is a good show to that goes into that where it, it doesn't take a lot of chances. Um, and I, and I, and I wish it did. And I wish it kind of straight a little bit like you, I wish it was that monster squad ghostbusters slash like X-Files type show. Cause I think it would be, I think that's, that's a better idea than, I'm not saying I'm not happy with what we're currently getting, but I think that'd be a more unique idea. Um, I love the monster squad. So I, I, I think that that should, if we're not getting a sequel to that soon, like I'm going to be, I'm going to be real mad. <laughs> well, we're I don't good. know about, I don't know about sequel plans, but you mentioned taking chances and we'll circle back to that at the end of the discussion. Cause there was something I forgot to write down, but I, I do want to bring up. So, okay. Um, any other thoughts, any, any, specific stuff you wanted to go over that you know either you were cool with or grinded your gears <laughs> one thing that grinded my gears is the fact and and we talked about a little bit with this is like l um and i and i and i talked about it a minute ago i don't understand what she can do and they're giving her powers for plot armor and it just doesn't make like nowhere in this in this entire four seasons of a show that I even think in my mind she had the ability to bring someone back to life. And it really, like I was really annoyed by it. And Harry said an interesting thing, like, like something not interesting, but like the last time we talked about stranger things is like, he really wants one of the kids to bite it. Like really like get him out of here. There's, there's not a lot of stakes. I feel like there are no stakes at this point on the show. Like they'll kill the main character off, but guess what? He ends up in an unnecessary Russia plot for, for half the, for the the whole season. So like a hopper, they didn't need to bring him back, but they're like, Oh, I think they did that. And they're like, "Uh Oh, like a lot of people are going (laughs) to stop watching. Let's put them in Russia. And, and, and now like L has the ability to bring people back to life. Now, um, I was talking to someone after and they're like, well, did they bring it back to life? Or was like, she more like, like an AED where she just like jumpstarted her heart or something. I'm like, that's bringing someone back to life. Like you, it just, it does not make sense. Like they should have left because you know what happened anyway, the upside down still opened up and, and it Vecna still won really towards the end of the uh, end of the thing. Just let Max die. That's what I, I was really mad that they undid that. Because I think the whole season with these shows and and Harry, on your point when the last time we talked about it is there's no stakes. Let one of the kids die. Let Max actually physically die. Because I mean, now- she you you took her to like the brink anyway. I mean, you busted up all her limbs. She's blind or something, right? Did she, didn't she say I can't see? She, you put her in a coma. Like, like I mean, she has like on. no eyes. Her yeah. her legs and I think her arms are are basically like like mashed potatoes at this point. Like I think her whole body is, is just like crushed up. Right. (laughs) Like, like, like an empty orange crush can. Like, why don't you, why don't you just offer at that point? And my thing is like the first half, the first part of the season, excuse me, the first part of the season, I loved her development of her being the one that was like chosen by Vecna and she had to escape him. And we get that amazing, which I think is amazing. Like one of the, the, best scenes i've seen in television recently is the running up that hill 
uh, score where she's escaping Vecna. And I'm like, like, this is great. Like someone like she's, she figured out a way to get that, like get out of, get away from Vecna. But, you know, now at this point, anyone who dies, L can bring them back. And, you know, now they're just going to sit in the hospital bed for God knows how long. And she has no, she's basically like brain dead because like L went into her brain and there's like nothing there. Like why? And I have a feeling they're going to like pull some stuff where she's going to be like the big, a big character in season five or whatever. But like she had, she was already the, the, one of the main subjects of this, the, this season. Like, I think just she served her purpose to think that like they beat Vecna when they really didn't because she died and and Elle's just like nope nope not today I'm bring you back because that's what I can do that now and like where where were you when like you know where where were you with Eddie like get back in the upside down and get to Eddie's body even though it's like clawed to pieces he'll but, be okay you're yeah. all right. Yeah, where's D- Dustin? Couldn't have been like, yo, look, I, I, you need to meet my friend Eddie. He's been dead for two days in the upside down. Like, can you, can you, can you get him fix his body up too? Because uh, you know what, that breaks up a whole other thing too. Food. Like when he told Eddie's uncle about Eddie's death, I was like, is this really, is this really a smart move? Like, I feel like that opens up a lot of legal plot holes where. He's like, what do you mean you were with him when he died? Well, can you elaborate? And you know, yeah, he, he yeah. just he he does. He's like, no, he 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 died a hero, and but yeah. he, but there's like no details. And he, Eddie's he uncle died just takes from, it at face value. He died from getting eaten alive by <laughs> demon bats, right? In uh, in an alternate <laughs> realm. Um, I just I I don't I I just it really just seemed. And I and I actually I loved Eddie's character and I'm really really mad that they killed him off, um, but that's here's the reason I'm going to go back to like it's formulaic. Every character in this show that they introduce as a as a B character ends up getting killed off. I can in every season I can name a specific person that they introduce to like fans are like man this guy's the best or this man or this guy or girl's the best and we're going to kill them off and. They did with they did it again with Eddie. So any new character in season five that they introduce, I'm just going to assume that they're going to die, because that's that's all they'll kill off. Um, it's it's funny, just I don't know. It's funny that you say that because for for me this season, the MVPs were uh, Eddie, Argyle, and Robin. Now Robin we had met before, but Eddie and Argyle were new, and you had three standout characters, and they killed one of them, and it's like. Out of all the characters to kill, like, dude, some of the main characters are bland as hell. And you're going to kill the one of the ones that is, like, very different and very likable and a fan favorite. Like, it's, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense. There was a scene in episode eight where Dustin and Eddie are, like, fake fighting. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. actually one of it's a, a, one of probably one of my favorite scenes in the show is where he says like don't change Dustin Dustin Henderson and he's like you know I won't and you know you could tell they they like really actually like love each other like you know they they Dustin looks up to Eddie and at that point I knew I'm like Eddie's Eddie's done mm-hmm. like uh, you, you just killed him and it, we didn't even get to that part yet yeah um I just I don't know I I did it's. I, I wish they would have kept him and whether or not, you know, here's the thing. You could bring him back because I, it's, you know, I'm not writing a show. The writers can, but they brought back um, 
Dakray Montgomery, what's uh, I, I always Billy. Uh, Billy. Yeah. They brought back Billy for a couple scenes, and you know it's it's they brought and I I thought did they kill off um uh, Papa a couple times already? Did we think he was dead and he just showed up at one point? Um, maybe. Like at least season maybe, two or three. I think maybe less used. Like I think he wasn't uh around as much, and maybe you thought something had happened to him, but. Right. I always thought he was around. Matthew Modine. I couldn't think of his name. Uh, I was called Joker from Full Metal Jacket. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, you, I when when you were mentioning Billy, you reminded me of uh, in King Kong, the Dear Billy. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dear Billy. When she wrote those letters, that's all I could think about. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I know that was an earlier episode, but uh, yeah. I, I just I think that they, there's a lot of plot armor that the show like leans on and wears, and they yeah. show it every season i i don't know i well will they break it from um will they break it from season five i don't think so i think they're just gonna be like and eh, it works it worked four times let's try it again yeah so i don't know anything that i that i messed I, there's a couple things like i guess we'll talk about later in the in the uh in the finale but before we get to that kind of is there anything anything that i i might have missed in, in any of my points or anyone else uh, we- Go ahead, Greg. Uh, I was just going to say, totally agree about L bringing people back to life. Like, sure, at this point, like, yeah, let's just heap powers on her, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like a pet peeve at this point, but I'm like, it, doesn't she have control of her powers enough at this point where it's not causing nosebleeds anymore? Like, it actually annoys me that I'm still seeing nosebleeds from her because it's like, it's just That's how you know she's using it. Yeah, like come on. I just I don't need a visual cue of the the blood drop coming down. The, oh, Elle's using her psychic powers this time. Like I get it. Just stop. Like we don't need that anymore. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. I I thought that too. When I I don't know at what point, but she was using the powers, and I'm like, oh, I mean, I think it was during the helicopter scene. I'm like, all right, like just. We get it. She's thinking really hard, guys. Watch season five. It's going to end with her using them, and she doesn't get a nosebleed. That's the that's the plot twist. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, you know, we mentioned the, or I, I should say, I, I mentioned you know Eddie Argyle and Robin being MVPs, and you know Eddie was off. Uh, on the opposite front of that, I thought Will and Mike. I know Mike had his little scene or whatever. Um, I thought both of them are just super bland like just hmm, interesting dude if you off either of them or both of them i'm all about it wow. now i don't think it's gonna happen because uh will seems to have some tether somehow or you know whatever to the upside down he's always kind of that running theme although mm-hmm. in this season it didn't seem like he had much to do other than just kind of pout um and uh mike um yeah, sure. He's Elle's boyfriends. I don't know. What do you <laughs> like? There's just like there's I didn't see any depth from either of these characters. You know what? I'll take that back. So they they each had like one scene of depth, and that was uh, Mike and and or I'm sorry, uh, Will in his conversation with Mike and then Mike when he was 
Elle was in the salt bath and he was kind of trying to coax her back to life or coming out of the coma or whatever. And it's like, you know, this is the reason I didn't say I love you all those times. But I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't find them interesting. And it felt like in this season in particular, neither of them had much to do. I could probably throw Jonathan in there too. Jonathan Byers. Uh, I don't find him particularly yeah. interesting. He just he uh, he under was, the influence most of the season. Yeah. Well, and like, I get it, you know, like, sure. They were using, he and Argyle were like, you know, Sherlock and, uh, and Watson. And, you know, he, he kind <laughs> of prodded Watson on to, to help deduce mysteries or whatever, but really it was the other way around for me. Cause Argyle was more of a standout than Jonathan. Like, I just yeah. don't, I don't know. There, there isn't much going on. And his relationship with Nancy is so boring and just like. Jonathan just moped. Uh, like, yeah. he moped around. And, and like, he, he's been doing that for four seasons. Like, he does not need to be in this. And, and I, and like, even I, I didn't like the whole California storyline. Yeah. I thought it was weird. Like, Argyle, I, I'm on the opposite from you. Like, he was fine at first, but then he just became a little too much. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I hope. Like, like trade him with Eddie, like come on. But I, I and he was like, like, I'm praying, I'm praying for some, like, some demogorgon to get him. He was like too lovable of a character to like mm. ever like do it. Like people are like, we can't hurt Argyle. <laughs> like oh, I guess not. Like you know, at least Eddie's a wild one who you know. But Argyle is just like the most clueless person in the world. So we can't we can't hurt him. Side note: Argyle, I guess, is so lovable that. uh his counterpart that they met at the other surfer boy pizza I was listed in the credits as Argyle Argyle 2.0. That was the character. Oh, name. He didn't actually have an official name. <laughs> um, so I, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there was that stuff. There was, there's like one other scene, uh, which I guess was in the finale that I wanted to just bring up. And I, I thought was just stupid and pointless. And that was uh, Hopper taking on the demo Gorgon with, conan sword i don't know if i fell asleep or if i blinked or what where did he get the sword was it i so when they so that's the part of the gap but i i realized it later as well when they have to choose their weapons to fight in the prison yard um i assume somebody grabbed a sword or i don't remember if he did and then they go out with it and but i mean there wasn't a body count out there so i don't know what happened to all the bodies Right. Um, but apparently the sword was just kind of vibing and chilling and, there. Yeah. And out of all the swords that they had, like they had Conan's sword because that, that was the sword. Oh, used really? Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Like, Interesting. It, it, like another 80s even, reference, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah I well, they even confirmed that was the same prop. Like it, it isn't just a remade design. It was like that was the prop from that movie. So uh, very weird, strange choice. And yeah, I mean, sure, if it's like a a nostalgia vibe or, or, you know, an homage you're going for. Okay. But like, it just, it's stuck out like a sore thumb. And then on top of that, having him take on the demo Gorgon one-on-one when we've already seen this thing is way faster and way stronger than a dozen humans, but somehow he, uh, he's the one, um, I don't know. It's just it's kind of like eye rolling to me. <laughs> I got to admit, I was so happy when they went back to the prison and the uh, Demogorgon or whatever, the dog mm-hmm. like killed all like the soldiers. Because I was like, how are these three going to break back into a prison? Like when they left the front, like, come on now. Like, I understand 
you know, maybe like they'll figure out a way, but it's like, dude, it's an army and like a prison and isn't Hopper's like foot broken. Isn't like he's been starved to death, beaten to death. Like, yeah, his body has I, like, uh, like, it looks like a, over a thousand like but he whip just, marks he or like on them and, and he's just like, yeah. And he, and like Greg, you said this fastest demon, like this creature. And, and, you know, and that's the kind of sword you pick up at the end of like, like, uh, like an epic movie. Not Stranger Things, where he picks up and just chops it, and, and he knows how to use right. it. Apparently, not, not a he's a trained swordsman. Locker in the middle. I was of waiting gulag. for him to put his. I was yeah. waiting for him to put his hand on top of it and have flames come up on it or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, nice. I just, I, I, I don't. Exactly. I it just. It, this is very. I think that whole Russian story didn't make sense. And when they said they're going to break back back into the prison, and then the last thing you say, like I understand the whole hive mind thing and why they like. That yeah. explains it a little bit why they're going back in, but it's like, what if those creatures were just they ran off somewhere in Russia? Now it's just like, all right, you went back into prison, like end of end of like end of plot. Let's fly back home, right? And or, then he, and he just ends up back home. Or the alternative is, hey, let's get back to our kids. I'm sure the government will probably just nuke the site now that these things yeah. are loose and cannot be contained. Right? I don't know. Yeah. It's I just uh, I can't. Harry, what do you what do you got going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think we kind of you know uh, it's so weird when we align like this. It's rare, um, but uh, I really didn't. I again really didn't enjoy the Russian plot. Mm-hmm. Um, the California plot, I I think I enjoyed a little bit more than you guys did. Um, but I don't count Joyce and uh, as much as I enjoy Mary. Um, and I think he's a great time. He's on he's on the list for season five, like you guys were talking earlier mm-hmm. about like who like these b characters that might buy it you know watch out mary uh that's all i gotta say i hope you make it uh i love you um but i I really enjoyed the stuff in hawkins um uh, the most um and i i you know high school harry would absolutely be steve right now crushing on nancy uh 100 love nance uh big nance fan here uh big robin fan big big fan of that trio kind of doing their thing um throw dust in there with eddie uh same with you guys really big fans of eddie uh silly to me that he only gets one season um for that but the the big takeaway for me and we kind of hinted around it like nobody seemed to have fun this year um except for maybe argyle argyle seemed to be chill seemed to be having a good time um trying to do do his thing but like nobody like, I don't remember one thing from this season where it was like, oh, that was like really nice for them. Um, you know, maybe like that epilogue part, you could come to it. But it's like that's like the last 30 to 40 minutes of your show that you spent, you know, 13 hours telling me. Um, even Well, even so. like Lucas's sister, um, which her name escapes me at the moment. Erica. But like Erica, Erica yes, yeah. like she was a great addition last season. And this season, it just. Like she was in constant danger, it seemed like, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, other than the, the D&D game where she substituted, that was a little fun. But uh, yeah. but every every time out and, and it's like, I don't want to see, you know, the, these high schoolers chasing around this teenage or not even teenage, this, you know, pre-adolescent black girl. Like, I don't know. It just it sends a weird message. I, I thought that was that was a little unnecessary actually all of that was unnecessary like mm. to have that the you know it's the 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 stereotypical um like jock evil guy that that ends up getting cut in half to to my uh 
my my I, happiness I, uh, to see I that. Loved, um, I loved that scene, but I also hated it because I wanted so much worse for that guy. So, oh, dude, he got he got cut in half by the upside down. That that was. I, know, I wish I wish there was more. I wish there I was had more. to rewind it to see. Like, may, I'm like, whoa, like that 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 boy. He, yep, he's in two right now like that that i that's did upside I down did weird that. stuff cutting them in half all right yeah like my god um yeah i i i just i i thought that was like really uh, just unnecessary and a lot of like filler i even forgot about that until i guess i don't think they touched on it at all in season or in episode eight like with those kids and then they just show back up because you forget about them you're like oh yeah these crazy they run into the met like the the ammunition store. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. 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 By the way, yeah. busiest military surplus store I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I, oh, I yeah. don't know if you guys have ever actually been in one of those, time. or it's not even the 80s. It's just like no, Hawkins is a small town as it is, and legit everyone is there like it's a grocery store. Yeah. And uh, like it, it doesn't even in the context of the plot where you know, supposedly there's a killer going around and all this stuff. It doesn't make sense for that many people to be there at that time. It's just, and just it was kids nuts. with shopping carts just throwing whatever they want in there. Right. Yeah. And like then meanwhile, was- he's grabbing the shotgun from Nancy, waving it around, and nobody's like, hey, stop. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's acceptable behavior. The, the cashier, as, as former managers of a movie theater, the cashier just reminded me of the kid when, like, there's something bad starts to happen, and he just kind of stands there silently. And you're just like, <laughs> can you just, like, call me, like, in, like, five minutes sooner, and maybe we could de-escalate uh, somebody with a shotgun uh, being held to someone else? Um, in Indiana, they're a bunch of outlaws, Hawkins. Like it, it's like they're just yeah. That's the place. Wild, to be. What a wild place to live. This 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 used to be nice town. It's been flipped upside down. Yeah, no pun intended. Dude, that the owner of that store was just like, yes, I like know. something's going on in Hawkins. <laughs> like, yeah, they have like a buy one get one free deal. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought that was Greg. When I said I said the same thing, I'm like, wow, this place is packed. Like, this place is packed. Yeah. Like. And and still they're still well stocked. Good for yeah. them. Well, how yeah? How did how did you guys feel about the epilogue? Because I mean, it kind of has the ending from like this season or like this big you know fight that we've had, and then we get like a 40, 30, 40 minute epilogue. Um, maybe I'm wrong on the time, but no, you're ends. right. You're right because once um once the I guess once L beat Vecna. I paused it to go to the bathroom and I was like 40 minutes left. Like that, that like he's got to show back up or something. Like they showed it like there has, something has to happen. Like big has to happen in these 40 minutes. That's a lot of story time left. This is like, is the Lord of the Rings credits on here? Like, are they thanking everybody? <laughs> I, I got, so yeah. So I got to, I like, as that epilogue was going on, I feel, I felt like myself checking out a little more each time. And I was just like, oh, now they're working at like the 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 the, the clothing drive and like the like you know get some people supplies and then like at the donation center. I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I really like this is going on way too long. And then we get more Nancy and Steve dancing around each other and mopey mopey Jonathan who like is still jealous of Steve after like five or six seasons or whatever. Like, all right. And then the whole, I think I thought it was cool when Hopper came back because L L didn't really act too surprised. She's just like, "Oh, I knew you were alive." All right, well, emotional, but yeah, yeah. I left the door open three inches. Great, like it was nice to see them all together. 
Um, I the my favorite part of the epilogue is when it started like snowing, and then you realize you're like, oh no, like what's happening? But everything up until like Vecna getting defeated to that, um, I was like, or at least Hawkins breaking into like three or whatever was going on, like with that, like the upside down merging. I was like, oh my god, like this is boring. I don't care. Like as much as I want character development. I don't, I don't, in this point, like, you have 40 minutes. Like, you don't, you can wrap things up, and you, there's a lot of unnecessary stuff. And Greg mentioned it with, like, Dustin and um, and Eddie's uncle. I'm like, that was a nice moment, but when you think about it, you're like, well. Like, I would have questions if I'm it right. Seemed like he, right. It seemed or like he had a good Eddie's relationship. Uncle. It seemed like he had a good relationship with his uncle. Like, his uncle wasn't like, I, I guess he lived with him, and it wasn't like they had a, a bad, like, I guess living condition, but it was just like the, the uncle was clearly upset and is still looking for Eddie. And Dustin's yeah. like, "Yeah, he died as being a hero." All right, right. Well, and you didn't mm. think to say anything the last yeah. two days that I've been posting these? Yeah. What about yeah? You know, what what are you talking about? It's not like he got eaten by de- demon bats, right? Well, well, um, yeah, he died. I was there. Oh, okay, and like, what what yeah. are the details? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like, did, did someone kill him? Like what? What? What happened? <laughs> like, uh, there was there was one memorable part of the epilogue for me, and that was um, the nice little scene with Robin and her crush making sandwiches. I really enjoyed that. There we go. Yeah, uh, I thought that was uh, cute, and you know, it was uh, nice to see um, Robin kind of. Uh, yeah, like, Molly Molly Ringwald two point oh. Uh, exactly. her crush there exactly so. that's a great shout um the the whole end with the snow hands uh i was kind of not on board with that so it reminded me very much of the <laughs> the ending of the original mortal Kombat movie which i love <laughs> but you see the clouds forming and then shao Kahn comes out and he's like not not today or you know whatever he's like i'm gonna yeah. get you earth warriors and it's like the same thing. It's like, oh, the clouds are coming. And I was, I swear to you, I was waiting for the clouds to form in the shape of Vecna's head and him to be like, oh, I'm going to get your will. Like, I'm coming for you. It just, it, it, it like rang super cheesy. And like, I'm okay with cheese, but I just, I don't know. I didn't get that creepy vibe. I just got like, Ugh, this is corny. Yeah. That's fair. I, I, I'll I'll give you that. Like, but I, I thought it was cool because it's like I, I guess I like how they all thought. Well, I guess they don't. They don't necessarily. They they know. I think they think Vecna's still out there at that point. Like they know they didn't defeat him. But I think the fact that now the upside down is coming into the their world, mm-hmm. I think is cool. And I and I it, it's. With the way like season five is apparently they're gonna, they're talking about like a time jump and they don't really know how long it's gonna be like is it gonna be like a five year thing or twenty year or or whatever like is it gonna be like it where they're they all move out of Hawkins but they have to come back and I just I, I don't I don't know I, I just I, I like how they 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 they're now under like all of them are now like uh oh like this mm. is like this is like just got really real. Yeah. Um, but even me, I mean, the past, all their other events were real too. So I don't know what else could surprise them at this point, to be honest. Uh, uh 
so I wanted to touch on something that we've kind of we've kind of circled around a little bit, which is character deaths. Did you guys see the news story that just popped up recently about Millie brought Millie Bobby Brown and her comments about the Duffer brothers? No, is it similar to, is it the one where she was saying like she thought more people should have died? Yeah. So basically her and Noah Schnapp were at a, uh, a press junket or whatever, you know, doing those day long interviews with free me one after another. Yeah. And, uh, I someone asked her a question like, uh, you know, what what do you think is coming for your characters or what do you want for your character? She turned to Noah and was like, oh, don't you want Will to die? And like he I think he he initially was like, yeah, maybe if he dies at the end and then he kind of shied away from it. And then she went and called out the Duffer brothers and was like, you know, they're sensitive Sally's and. They don't want to kill off anybody. And I think people should die. This should be like Game of Thrones, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, the Duffer brothers are doing a similar junket or whatever. And they a reporter asked them about those comments and they're like, well, you know, it's a little more complex than that. And, you know, when you you talk about killing off a character, especially a main character, then uh, you have to deal with the fallout of that. You know, Barb died in season one and, you know, it took two seasons for the characters to get through that and work through everything. So imagine if we killed off a major character, you know, you'd have to spend time dealing with that. And then on the the other side of the token, this isn't uh, this isn't Westeros, you know, this is Hawkins and this isn't that's not the type of show we're going for, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So you have two sides of the argument. Uh you know, how how do you guys feel? Are you OK with it? I mean, we kind of talked about this already, so we don't need to go super in depth with it. But, you know, how do you feel about killing off major characters? Should there be a lot of deaths, no deaths, some deaths? I don't think there should be a lot, but it's just there's no st- there. These are shows where there's no like there's no big stakes. If you feel like the 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 main characters are always um, are always safe. So, I mean, I think that I don't think any main we had a main character die and they like I said, they put put him in Russia. Mm-hmm. They're just like, all right, he died. <laughs> and, and he just showed back up and he didn't even show up in the middle of the seat of this season or anything. He showed up in the post credits of the season bef- of. Right. Or maybe the trailer. I don't know. But they they revealed it before this even came out. Um, I don't think that you need to have major deaths, but I think in a show like this, it would it would help and it would progress the story to like, I just, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like the characters are always safe. And even, like I said, I was mad that even Mac, she died, but then they brought her back. Like why? That I just, I, I like just, she, it serves no purpose. It's like, Oh, you're going to hurt fans feelings or everything. Like, but then you watch a show like game of Thrones who killed off their, their main character at the, before this first season ended and then didn't stop there. They just kept killing people off. And like Lost, they kill. I remember when, like, go back to Lost when they would kill a major character. They did it maybe once every, maybe, maybe one or two deaths a season until like the last two. But it was always like, oh, when like someone died in the first season, you're like, whoa, that was like big. And then it didn't happen again until like another season and a half. And I, I think that it just it helps with the stakes of what's going on with with you know, dealing with a, an alternate dimension creature. And you're going to tell me that the one person that died, oh, but the, but they happen to be friends with someone who could, <coughs> excuse me, magically bring people back to life. I don't know. Hack, what do you, what are you? Yeah. I mean, um, 
It's a tough one. Like Greg said, I mean, you know, with both sides of, of the, of the coin here, I think I fall on like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, okay. Matthew Modine, you know, Papa, he's gone. Um, you know, Barb, as they mentioned, uh, you know, we lost, we lost Bob, um, you know, Sean Aston. So Hopper could move on in. I wonder if Hopper was pulling his punches, you know what I mean? So that way, (laughs) you know, Bob could bite it. Um, you know, and now, and now we lost, uh, Eddie. So like, like, I think there is a, a moment where it's like, oh, so like the main, you know, what is it like eight characters are going to be like fine. Um, and, you know, and I guess add in, you know, Sadie Sinks Max and it's like, all right, so maybe nine, maybe 10, you know, depending on how you feel, uh, you know, about, you know, what the number is, you know, one of the riders, but it's like, I, you know, there, there, there is elements like I think what we say with the storytelling where it's like, all right, so like you're, you're jumping in, you know, season three into an underground Soviet, you know, base for the most part. Um, it sounds pretty dangerous, you know, and, and we lost uh, Billy died too. So it seems to be like, it's none of the A-listers. Um, it maybe is a cry from Millie Bobby Brown being like, yo, like free us from like these, this, this uh, production. So I can Meanwhile, go. Do she's getting a paycheck. Day. So I don't know what she's I know, complaining about. I know it's true, but so, I mean, listen, I mean, you guys mentioned a little bit about Jonathan, that could have been something, I mean, you can make the case maybe for will, uh you know i mean we could go up and down the line of like you know uh each character and and their odds um you know nice to see nice to see uh karen wheeler you know the the mom still still trucking along she i don't know why she lets her kids do whatever they want i mean where are the parents here you know what i mean like they're just these kids are disappearing for days hours i'm not hearing anything from from dustin's mom they they like reference her in the beginning and then she's like you go do your thing um Lucas and Erica, they're just out and about. Everything's good. Um, meanwhile, kids are dying. Uh, people are disappearing. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, I guess I, I I hear the point, but and maybe this is more my way of fence riding. I would prefer, you know, maybe, you know, to lose one or two more and then have an Eddie or a Billy or, you know, somebody else kind of fill in that, you know, role and take that mantle um, and then be like, we don't like him. You know what I mean? And like, maybe there is some characters that you're not going to love. Um but you know they end up growing on you. So, yeah. So yeah, that's that's my feelings on it. Uh, you know my stance, kind of what I mentioned before. I think we could stand to lose a few main characters, but um, I don't think it would I, hurt the show. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, but you know, at the same time, you don't need to make it a bloodbath and just totally dismantle people. I do think for the next season, uh, these are my predictions as far as deaths. Ooh. I think Hopper will die mid or towards the end of the season and i think in the finale l and will will both bite it at some point so those are just my my joyce buyers never never to be happy no <laughs> she'll have to I, she'll have to live with her only son mopathin um, <laughs> i would honestly I, I would i could see will like i what i would actually and it probably wouldn't make sense for now that as i'm saying it out loud I, I feel like the mind flyer is probably going to take over Will and we're going to get kind of like a showdown between Will and L, which I think would be cool. Mm-hmm. But at that point, I don't really care because like they like I I don't even know Will could do that stuff. So like Will like they didn't touch on it. So that's not a new plot point. Like in season five, I want them to not introduce any more storylines to that are going to like mix up every like 
I don't care about Mike and L's relationship. I really don't like, I don't know. Mike's the heart apparently. And he just whines and, and complains the whole time. Mike is, excuse me. He's very unlikable. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just, I look at him and like, I don't think it's not Finn Wolfhard because I, I found him, you know, tolerable at minimum in, in uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters, you know, if, if not, uh, like he wasn't annoying, but I see him as Mike and Mike is just like, ugh, like this kid, even in it, he was great in it. Yeah. And I thought like, I, I, but it's just like when he's in the show, like I see him and I'm just like, dude, this, this dude is really bothered me. Like I, you're supposed to like all these kids because you know, they're kids and Mike just the whole half the season, he complained mm-hmm. like, L doesn't yeah. like me and blah 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 and, and will you Come didn't on, talk all to me there. when you moved. we've all been there blah 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 I mean yeah but I mean I just I don't know he's like and will you're the heart Mike like, no he's not Mike just complains the whole time Dustin's the heart Dustin's like the heart the brains like I I could even throw like the heart part out at will more yeah. than more than Mike Mike he's like no. I saw it online he they said he's more like the toe crust of <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> and I couldn't have been in oh, more agreement. Well, I, I was like, yeah. That's a way to sum it up. I think we'll we'll leave it at that uh, for it. In my opinion, yeah. Uh, real real quick, season five. You guys looking forward to it? Yay or nay? Uh, of course. I mean, in two years, whenever it drops, uh, I, I so I can rewatch the whole show because I forgot what happened in season four. Um, I hope they do. I, I put this on, on Twitter. I hope they do like a 30 year time jump and, uh, and they cast Brendan Frazier as Steve, because I oh, think 30 years. stop. He, there's a, there's a shot when he's looking at Robin and her, her friend or the, the, when they're making the sandwiches and he smiles and he looks just like Brendan Frazier. So I, mm. I, I need that to happen. That's it. That's all I want this episode. That's all yeah. I want. Hair season five. I uh so yeah, so I was doing a little research. So Stranger Things came out in 2016, the first season. Um, and six years, kids, and it feels like it's been double that. Yeah, and the kids have uh were about 12 to 13 uh when that came out, and so now probably when they shot it, you know, what are they like 18? So I think if it takes two years, I think just go with the timeline on, you know, what they would be, um, get rid of the wigs, let them be like wear actual hair. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, is excited for it. I think is a strong word. I think I'm really going to need to see, um, something that'll entice me. Um, but if you're a new character signing up for season five of stranger things, you're probably going to bite it. So, uh, yeah, shout out. Look out, look out for all you actors out there who uh who are jumping in for season five of Stranger Things. So um I just hope I hope they get the vibe. I hope they get the the hang out, have fun. I hope the first episode is a complete waste of time where we just get to see all the characters live in their lives and then there's a haunting that is returned. Um, so really look, but I mean it looks like Mount Vesuvius out there in Hawkins, so like yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, or where's where's the government? No, no blockades, they're just strolling the forest, and it's like, look, um, there's a to put Hawkins in a bubble. Yeah, yeah, wild. Uh, honestly, I want to call McLaughlin as Miles Morales on your note of like these aging. I would love him to be Miles Morales, but at this point, he's gonna be out to be cast as like Miles Morales' dad. Because he's like he 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 aged like four years into like he looks like he's 30. 
Yeah, he really does. And oh, like, that's... if they're gonna wait two years, he's only gonna like he's gonna look like he's forty two, and they won't even need to recast him for like a a twenty five year old a twenty five uh, year gap. Yeah, that thirteen eighteen is is a crucial time for for growing. For and growing Finn Wolfhard so. still looks like Finn Wolfhard, even even oh, they Will put, age they put that wig like, on like, him. ten years. Yeah. Uh, speaking of wigs, they need to get my man Will a proper haircut because that is not doing yeah. him any justice. No, they got the Joyce Byers bowl special going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, as I'm far- sorry. Before we jump on the Stranger Things, did you guys uh-huh. see the meme where it says like what Will sees and what Mike, when he turns in the car and he's looking away at the oh uh, yeah, and there's like, he's looking yeah, away and he's crying and it says what uh, what Mike sees and it's just like he looks like Beaker. From the Muppets with the bowl cut around. Yes. Them. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, real quick for me for season five. Uh, look, I didn't come this far just to come this far. Uh, I'm, you know, I am on board, but I will say this, uh, this season, season four did a, a blow to my morale. Uh, it does. It does not. Interest has waned based off of what I saw from this season. So I'll watch season five uh, just to kind of finish it out and see how things turn out. But um, I, I'm watch. definitely not as hyped for it. No, well, not hate watch. But I know. I know. I'm, I'm yeah, but I'm not not hype. Uh, you're, right. le- you're legit going to change your mind in like a year and a half when they released a trailer. And you're like, oh, I remember this show. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot wait. About the kids. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's enough stranger talk. Let's uh, let's move on and dive into Obi-Wan Kenobi. Take us, take us into a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. So this uh, Obi Wan Kenobi again, another topic that we've kind of danced around over the last two episodes with where we were at, and we mm-hmm. felt, you know, uh, with the season finale just airing, I think maybe two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, you know, that this was a good time to kind of circle back on it because um, our first episode was a deep dive into Mandalorian, and uh, I mean we're. We're all huge Star Wars uh, heads here, um, and I would probably say this was probably the most anticipated piece of Star Wars content that I could remember. Um, I think from you know casuals to the hardcores, um, this one I think everybody had circled on the calendar uh, to go watch. Now, with that said, it took me forever to uh, to watch it. Um, I, I think I didn't start watching until it was over, but. Um, I didn't watch any of the trailers for this. I did well uh, avoiding. I remember discussing or hearing someone say, oh, well, it's only the first two episodes that are in the trailer. Wouldn't know. Didn't see it. Uh, So I did a great job of that. So I went in completely blind in on this. And um, I, you know, general, you know, this this kind of takes place, you know, for the folks who haven't watched. uh, So thanks for listening uh, while we talk uh, Obi-Wan. Um, this takes place in between 10 years after um, episode three, but I think another 10 years before episode four, if I'm not mistaken, because I think it's like a 20 year gap. Yep. Um, so throwing a couple months there or whatever you want to do. Um, and it's kind of the story of, you know, Obi-Wan having to, you know, deal with the fact that, um, you know, he's kind of been sidelined. Jedi have been sidelined. It's, it's hard out there. You know, the Empire's got a real stranglehold on everything, um, as we know from from Mando. And, uh, you know, I haven't watched Boba Fett, but I'm sure it would be the same. Um, So I kind of had some I kind of had some questions that I wanted to gear you guys up for. Um, And, you know, 
one of my one of my first starting points, and I think this is a good one to jump off on because it's it kind of it kind of happens very early on. If I was a normie, so not a Star Wars guy or not in 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 deep in the lore, how would I know what Inquisitors are? Because they're not really mentioned in the original trilogy. And let's just say if I'm a trilogy guy, you know, which I am, I, I haven't watched any of the any of the wars, uh, the Clone Wars or uh, Rebels or anything, any of the animated stuff. Um, and I, I, if I didn't play Jedi Fallen Order, because apparently that's part of this timeline, which, uh, you know, brings in that. Uh, so how would how would I know what Inquisitors are, what they do, what what their what their job is? Um, I mean, I, you, you get it from the episodes, I mean, but first first drop of an inquisitor and you're like huh is that just me papa i'll throw it to you no it's not just you um look i'll be honest i i've only seen a couple seasons of clone wars i have not seen any of rebels uh i did play fallen order so i got some taste of inquisitor in there but uh but yeah i i mean they don't do a great job explaining who exactly they are what exactly uh their powers or abilities are you know what is the distinction between them and a sith like and look i i don't need you know pages upon pages of exposition and dialogue explaining all that but a quick aside that someone in the market says it's like oh i've heard stories about them you know they they hunt the jedi down and they know the ways of the dark side just something like that and it's like, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, you don't really get any of that. And uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm on board with you. Yeah, there's no, you, you wouldn't know if you're, if you're not deep in the lore, you probably wouldn't know much about the Inquisitors. And admittedly, I had to look up stuff uh, because I'm like, what are, what are they hinting at? Was this person in this or did I, did I see them before? I, I don't know. So and uh- I think it makes sense for like the the I guess characters where it's like, hey, Inquisitors, some of them are former, you know, Jedi, you know, in training who ended up becoming, you know, or were convinced to, you know, become part of the dark side, you know, whatever way they did. Um, and it's like they just hunt other Jedi. Um, but it's such a stark uh, contrast to me uh, jumping in where it's like, oh, so Inquisitors are in this. And it's like, yeah, what do they you know, what do they do? Hands. What about you? Inquisitors. So, you, yeah, if if I one? had I had knowledge of Inquisitors because I watched Rebels and I and I did play Fallen Order, okay. so I knew of Look their existence. You. Wow! If you if you only follow Star Wars movies like the original trilogy, and I mean even uh, the Mandalorian, and I don't I didn't watch Book of Boba Fett, but I don't mm-hmm. think they're in it. I think this is the first um, appearance of Inquisitors. I don't even know if they're mentioned in the prequels. Well, no, because their main their main objective is to hunt down surviving jedi from order 66 so they wouldn't we wouldn't have seen them um because order 66 happened and then the end of the 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 prequels um but i i had little now like i didn't watch all of rebels but i knew they they do make appearances in it and then like like greg had said you great play fallen order so um they 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 show up there um, I know they have like appearances in comic books and they started to kind of dig a little more into, into like the new star Wars um, era. Uh, yeah. Outside of that, I it's, you know, there it's not necessarily, you don't need to know about them just basically they're Jedi hunters. Um, yeah. But there is, there is some like, <clears throat> like, yeah, you don't need to know the details of like third sister and fourth brother and all this stuff. But like, 
I read, I was reading up on them uh, on Wikipedia, which is a real thing, folks. It's a Star oh, Wars yeah. Wiki. I love that site. Uh, oh, yeah. And just one simple line. There was a line about how Vader has a disdain for the Inquisitors. I, it didn't explain why he had that disdain, but that's not really pertinent. But like that, just knowing that colors all the interactions that he has with them in the show. It, and it gives you kind of like a new light versus how he might've been talking to them. If you were unaware of that fact. So it's like, you know, a little thing like that, that could have tipped us off would be beneficial, I think, but they didn't. Right. They just said, here they are. Let's go. I, I was watching a video, like a, a breakdown of, of Obi-Wan at like the finale and I think they reason like that and they say like why he hates them is because basically say if, if, you know, the, the whole rule of two with Sith is, mm-hmm. you know, there's always two, there's a master and an apprentice. So all like the apprentices hate is always supposed to go towards their master and the, the goal of the apprentice is to strike down their master and become the new, mm-hmm. the new master. And, you know, it, it just, the cycle goes. And I think Vader, they said that he doesn't like them because in the event that, like, say, if, if his hatred goes towards Obi-Wan or something and he slowly gets away from what he's supposed to be doing in the rule of two, then I guess the Grand Inquisitor or whoever is next in line would mm-hmm. take his spot. And it's more of like a power struggle where, like, Vader doesn't necessarily fear them, but he doesn't like them because it's more of like a backup system mm-hmm. for him. Um, whether or not that's true or not, I think that's the closest explanation that I have seen for them and why he doesn't like them is because they're if he fails and what he's supposed to be doing and he almost does in the show then there's like a grand inquisitor watching like right behind him gotcha yeah yeah so i mean we kind of talked a little bit about it already but another interesting point for me was uh either you know get caught up on or the previously on uh before the first episode which i highly enjoyed um jumping into showing the the prequels uh you know episode one two and three um heavy cgi uh george you you went heavy heavy on the cgi for the prequels so uh gotta respect it um even if it doesn't look super great now um but you know i feel as though and this is part of my problem i think with the star wars universe now where there's a lot of fan service in Obi-Wan even, which I was a little bit disappointed by. And I'll explain because I feel like there are references to other content besides the, the prequels and the sequels. Um, well, not the sequel, sorry, the original trilogy. Um, I mixed my words there. Uh, with like what you need to know going in because like they show us all the stuff that happens in episodes one, two, and three that kind of lead us to this. But there's a bunch of stuff in there that like is either from the animated stuff or from Rebels that helps give you context in the certain things. And it's almost like at this point, similar to Marvel, which, you know, I guess I don't know how I feel yet about going that route where it's like you kind of have to watch everything because, you know, if you're watching something in between a couple timelines and especially in what I, what I would call this part of Skywar, Sky, <laughs> Skywalker saga. Like you kind of need to know like what's been going on or other things that have been happening. Um, so I don't know how you guys felt about that. I mean, we touched a little bit about it uh, a minute ago, but uh, hands thoughts on that. Um, I don't, I, I don't, it's, it's hard. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, I, first of all, I, I'm done with the Skywalkers, like get them. Like 
I, I, I really coming in hot, hot takes. Um, and it's not like, and, and I think, I think a movie like titled Rise of Skywalker like killed it for me. Um, to be honest, um, I, I think it's in order to, there's so like. We started with one Star Wars show, which was Mandalorian, and it, it like kept breaking out, and it keeps to it keeps breaking out. And I hate that, like when you say to, you have to be able to watch, like you, it's come to the point where it's necessary to watch everything. Like that's why I'm actually happy with like Obi Wan because I think it it does somewhat stand alone at this point because Mandalorian happens farther along, and one it happens post original saga, and then you have this, which happens post or pre-original saga so it's like it keeps its distance like nice and and nice and um like where it's uh, you don't necessarily have to see them both but I, I do see your point because like they're gonna do like an ahsoka series soon and ahsoka crosses both of those errors so it's like do i and now am i gonna have to go back and watch obi-wan to understand what's happening in ahsoka or do i gotta watch the mandalorian and it's just like there is a and it's happening with like marvel shows i haven't even watched miss marvel yet because i there's a lot like with everything else having to watch like i just feel like there's a lot there is a lot of content gotta watch four hours of stranger things (laughs) yeah i had to watch i had to watch four hours stranger things in in less than a day so it didn't get spoiled for me um yeah i i just i i'm i'm glad with and when we kind of wrap up when we talk about the finale with obi-wan it's just like i'd be happy if this was kind of just like a just it's like a one and done um and i hope that's mm-hmm. like they I, I don't know what other stories they have in the pipeline but i've heard like talks of like a vader series and it's just like all right now it's just like now am i gonna have to go back and watch obi-wan again to understand what they're gonna tackle in the vader series or it's just like yeah are we gonna get that amperu and uh and uncle owen show that we've been asking for 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 uh for 50 years and if we do now we got to see like how they like rigged up their house to stop intrude the sand people or whatever or tuscan raiders um yeah it's it's star wars is starting to get in whether or not that's a smart move by them i mean they they kind of just lived in the movie world for 40 years and now they're like all right there's a big streaming world now it's just like we're going to release 16 different shows and you have to watch every single one yeah, Greg, what do you think? Um, <clears throat> so I, for me, Obi Wan didn't feel like I had to see other stuff. You know, Inquisitors aside, it didn't feel like it. It needed any sort of preface or whatever. That uh, you know, that little recap that they gave us of content from the prequels was fine, and I didn't feel like I was missing out on any anything. Um, okay. it's I will say. And it's it's so weird because I'm not even like it's like I said, I've only seen like two, two and a half seasons of Clone Wars. I haven't even seen the full thing, even though they've given us a live action Ahsoka at this point. And, you know, they've they've kind of that in and of itself, you know, says, hey, look, the the Clone Wars stuff is valid. Um, I still like it's it's almost like it's still not real to me until vader and obi-wan acknowledge her like in live action form so it's like you know just even if it was an aside during one of their duels where it's like you let your apprentice stray and you know she she walked away because of uh you weren't able to rein her in or whatever Yeah, yeah exactly so like just something like that um I don't know, would feel validation for a show that I haven't even watched right. all the way through. I don't I don't know. Well, I don't know why I'm hung up on that, but it would be nice to acknowledge it. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like this, this needed any extra watch time for anything else. Like the Marvel stuff, you never know when something is going to connect. So you kind of have to ingest it all or risk being left behind. Yeah. Star Wars is not at that point yet. Uh, so I, I think I think I'm I think you make a good point, Greg, because I think I might be early on it because I'm thinking about the the Andor show. And mm-hmm. I think I saw something where it's like it's going to be two seasons and 12 episodes a season. And listen, yep. we, we know what his fate is at some point. Right. Um, which it, it is part of part of what's I think having what's giving me a lot of trouble with the Star Wars or with the Star Wars series and especially this one um, is knowing there are no stakes, really um, knowing that everything is like gonna work out um for these characters or we know where they're gonna end up um and it's a struggle but you you started talking about it greg and this is this is my hot take and i was gonna save it for a little bit later uh when we got towards the end but uh i think i'm gonna i'm gonna roll it out now because you started talking about you started talking about um how anakin and obi-wan aren't communicating with about ahsoka Mm -hmm. um and like they haven't acknowledged it and Part of this is due to logistics. James Earl Jones is he's he's not a young young pup anymore. Mm. Um, they only in have his nineties. <laughs> they only have a certain amount of recordings uh, from him. You know that they can kind of meld words together. And my hot take from this was I kind of disliked Vader um, a lot mm. in the show, and the reason being is because until he gets his mask cut, um, jumping to the finale. Um, he can't really say anything that isn't already kind of scripted or isn't already been used in other like series uh, of, you know, using his words. So like, you know, power or he's escaping me or Obi-Wan won't get away. And it's like when him and Obi-Wan were fighting, I wanted, I wanted more. I wanted more of the frustration um, because and I think you and McGregor is doing a lot of lift heavy lifting on that, whether it be, you know, from the early episodes in the series um, where he's using facial expressions or, you know, carrying some of the dialogue. You know, they have that kind of run in at um, I forget which planet it is, but when they're when they're trying to when he finally gets lay and they escape um, and there's just a lack of dialogue and a lack of. You know, if you watch, you know, the original trilogy and you hear all the stuff Darth ends up saying and all the lines he has, when we get to this, it's kind of disappointing to me. It's like it's tough because like I and there's like a Jaws element to this for me where it was like Vader was always like, you know, and like in Rogue One, he just shows up for two minutes and absolutely destroys everything. And it's like, there he is. Like, we got him. Um and now it's kind of, and I, I know he has a big role in Obi-Wan's life, um, obviously, and during this section of the timeline. Um, and uh, yeah, so those, those are my thoughts on that. And I know, I don't know, am I wrong? Am I like, I always, I always feel like with Star Wars, I have to be careful because I don't want to upset anyone with it. So am, am I wrong, Papa? Or do, like, I don't know if that's what you were kind of trying to get at, but I feel like there was a lack of emotion and, I just feel like, honestly, I would have just, I honestly, like real talk, I would have just preferred them to use Hayden Christensen's voice and distort it and just have him, you know, say what he needs to be said because, but it, it, I don't know if that's well, like they part have, of They the- have people that have voiced Vader in video games and animated shows, yeah. not James Earl Jones. It's not like he's the only person that does it. So they could have just used somebody else to fill in. 
Yeah. And that that's, I guess, kind of what I'm getting to is like, there's a lack of consistency. <laughs> and it's like, I think for this, like, I would have preferred like some deep moments of like, you know, because like it feels very robotic, I guess is what I'm trying to say, where it feels very like even though he's more machine ma- now than I man. know. But that, that's the thing where it's like, <laughs> am I like, should it be that way? Like, should he actually be more robotic? But it's like he's not really saying anything under other than like you underestimate me, Obi-Wan or time has made you, you know, old, you know, and it's like, OK, dude, don't you want to be like you let my wife die and my kids die like mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's that's just it's, me. So it's because uh, Anakin was dead. He was talking to Vader at that point. Mm-hmm. All right, now you get <laughs> from a certain point of view. Um, now you're getting semantical on. Yeah, this. <laughs> no, I mean I I get you, and especially with the Jaws aspect, because like, look, I I, I definitely. I'm of two minds on this. Like I, I like I love Darth Vader. Like give me, yeah. give me all the Darth Vader. But at the same time, he's also very effective in small doses, depending on how you use him. A la Rogue One, a la the end of Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> and a la, uh, uh, like if you had if you had just used that scene where they did. Um, the initial duel uh him and obi-wan uh yeah and and we don't see vader again for the rest of the series or maybe just in like one or two off scenes where it's like okay we're we're tracking him you know find him uh yeah but like that alone just have him come in be that force of nature and then that's it uh you know i'm i'm okay with that too so really like i'm i'm torn because i want to see as much of him as possible but i also want to see him just be a complete you know ba and just tear stuff up um so yeah i don't i don't know i'm i'm on the fence there hands um i'm i'm on the side of the fence where this was probably the best live action version of vader that we've seen like and rogue one we all saw that and we were like wait like we're like wow like that like this is i you know we've seen vader like the the probably the the baddest before this we've ever seen him and rogue one was like empire strikes back when he's fighting luke at the end that's my preferred Um, vader by the way and for the record and you know we get it we get that scene in rogue one where we're all blown away we're like this is like the this is what vader should be like just heartless and just mowing people down like we don't get to see him really um like at, at like his like actual ability like just not even just like lightsaber ability but like his force powers he just owns the whole like squad in rogue one mm-hmm. um we see like bits and pieces and it's kind of like peppered in throughout the original trilogy this show like i like when he steps in and he has the first fight with obi-wan on that whatever planet that is mm-hmm. and then his fight with reva is app is is just is insane because it's just like you don't see i always saw like vader as like a big clunky like like it's a like robotic type where he's like slow moving and he just kind of like doesn't like dodge out of like like he just like uses the lightsaber as a sword and isn't like agile agile he's just like kind of just there like a big brick well when your legs get cut off (laughs) i know but then like you want but you watch this and he's just like like just sweet like just dodging like dodging lightsaber and just like using at, like using the force to control other lightsabers like reva when she's spinning a lightsaber he just basically stops it with his hand you see him stop a ship with his hands it with like with 
no problem. He just is like, nah. When we watched that, uh, Janet and I, she was like, he can do that? I'm like, oh, yeah. He can do a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I screamed really loud. Like, holy yes. Like, oh, my God. Um, Hold on. Bless you. I'm sorry. I have a sneeze. He's got a, he handwriting usually does it in fits. So this is this is the welcome to the handwriting. I think he might. No, be done. I apologize. I apologize. Okay. I, I I just wanted to make sure I mute and get it all. I usually get threes, and and then yeah, uh, this third one's gonna this third one's gonna creep up. Yeah, um, it will. So, but I, I thought like this was the the most in like the the truest version of Vader that I've at least always wanted to see, where he he basically kills a child in front of Obi Wan. With no problem, like that's that's who he is, and he doesn't and he doesn't care. Like he just does it to try and to try and squeeze Obi Wan out, and Obi Wan runs away, and Vader's like Vader's kind of like yeah. I can do I can do this all day. Like go like go ahead. Yeah, I have I have two more Vader thoughts. One I'm going to share now. Um, what do you think his day to day like is on 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 Mustafar? Man, he just sits there. What do you, what do you think he's doing? Taking you think his, he's taking signing sign in forms? Is he? Me thought about that. Is, he, is he training after um, i thought about that where like the the emperor hangs up and he's just they're just like sitting there like so yeah yeah i got robots to clean my palace <laughs> what do i what do i do what's on tv i don't know that was greg, what do you think joke, but i i appreciate i appreciate it greg what do, we what do i think his day-to-day is yeah uh, come on i don't know just lots of meditating Ship's coming to pick him up of... he's getting his ship yeah. reminiscing Uh-oh. where he he cut down the separatists and all that i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah just talking about these think about the trade federation yeah. and yeah. you know what the, the, his budget yeah, i'm sure he's got a budget Maybe so he, he goes out on the lava and <laughs> swings his lightsaber like the good old days he's like yeah, yeah, I, fo- yeah. I fought obi-wan back you think, here you think he, re- he, he replays you think he replays the fight and like tries to be like all right this is how i get the high ground for sure yeah i have the high ground yeah. now oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. <laughs> like you know when you're a kid and you're like you got a basketball hoop and you're like counting down like five and you throw up a shot and it misses and it's like all right let me try it again i, I picture darth doing that with like his fight like, or like create. now when you think of a really good comeback three days later <laughs> yeah yeah oh yeah Very that's George Vader with his lightsaber you. fight you're in the shower yeah. and you're just like oh i should have said that <laughs> yeah yeah um the jerk what, store uh, ran out of you <laughs> <laughs> what i did uh one thing that i did found funny is uh in episode two when uh obi-wan has to like leave tatooine and he has to go uh hunt for leia and tracker um he dresses up exactly like a jedi would um <laughs> thought the he's same trying thing. to hide as being a jedi i thought yeah. that was pretty funny i was like if anyone if like and this gets to my another point where like it's a kind of a joke but like how famous are jedi like like wouldn't they be like the guys in the robes with like you know possibly uh you know a shiny metal object on their hip like uh so i feel like a lot of people like how many people do you think know obi-wan or know what he looks like because i mean all right well so here's here's the thing like the jedi costume absolutely like i i definitely think Hilarious, him man. yeah him choosing a disguise that is eerily reminiscent of the jedi costume uh was hilarious because yeah it, that it just screamed jedi but as far as the like, hood up to hide but yes. i look more like a jedi exactly <laughs> but uh but as far as his notoriety goes um i think that's in 10 years well, yeah, but here's the thing, like, unless there are, like, wanted posters from the Empire across everything, right. 
there's a couple things to take into mind. Number one, we're talking about galaxies here, not just like a planet. Uh, number two, at least Tatooine, you know, it, it's on the outer rim. So you're talking about the edge of the galaxies even further out. And then number three, I, I believe at their peak, and I, I might be wrong. Maybe I'm pulling these numbers up out of nowhere. No, but like, I, I think, yeah, I think there were like hundreds of thousands of Jedi. Um, I mean, they were they were cops, basically. So I don't think that there were famous Jedi per se, um, you know, maybe on Coruscant people knew like Yoda, but I think even like Obi-Wan, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I don't think people were like aware to that degree where it's like, Oh, he's, he's the top of the top when it comes to the Jedi. I think, you know, they know what yeah. a Jedi in general looks like, but I don't think anybody could name any single Jedi. Fair. Yeah, that's how I kind of felt with it. And they don't have TVs in, in this. In this, uh, I don't think I've ever seen a TV thing. So it's not like they're like plastering them up and being like, look after this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they don't Very have true. a paper. They don't have Vader's thinking about that paper budget. Like he can't print out all those flyers and, and <laughs> yeah, put them up. Flyers, on, bro. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did in, in the never ending debate about episode eight, uh, Last Jedi. Uh, I did feel some connection, and I wonder what Papa's going to think about it, with Luke and Obi-Wan removing themselves from the Force. And I know they're doing it for different reasons, but kind of similar reasons um, with, you know, being undermanned and under outgunned. Um, and I felt that was a, a real nod uh, to, to my man, RJ, Ryan Johnson, and Episode 8, um, and deciding to do that. So... Uh, Papa, we know your feelings on episode eight and that it's doo-doo. Uh, so I would like you to uh, respond to, <laughs> to my statement because I think there is some some justice there for it. There's no justice. <laughs> um, there's <laughs> okay, the- Dread. <laughs> <laughs> I am the law. Um, no, like I, I don't know. Like I think you're I think you're pulling at strings there. That's a stretch armstrong if I've seen one. Uh, I don't yeah, think so. It's look, is the only similarity is that they both pulled themselves out of the fight. It was for completely different reasons. And Obi-Wan, I don't know. They both had Padawans that went, went to the dark side and they, they were unsavable. So they thought, uh, no, Luke pulled himself out before Ben went to the dark side. He pulled himself out because he almost killed Ben. And then, and then Ben went to the dark side. Obi-Wan after that. almost, Almost killed Anakin. Yeah, but that's not a he, child murderer. He was in hiding uh, and watching over Luke. Yeah. I'll let yeah. you go. I'll it's, let you go. Yeah, go it's not. I don't know. I just I think that is a uh, a very tenuous thread at best. I don't I don't think that's a strong thing to stand on. Hands. So. We we have we have one side of the coin here. Heads and tails. What side are you falling here? Harry, Harry, here's the thing. I, I stand last Jedi with you until the day I die. Um, My man. But I, I think that, that that's a stretch Armstrong right there. Oh, there you go. Come on. Because because then you got to like bring up that like of why. What about what about Yoda? And what about like all the other Jedi that are still at like Yoda? Yoda bailed. He went to Dagobah and was just like, I'm just going to stay here in the swamp area. Like did he, he still like. I don't think Luke ever stopped using the force and like stopped being one with the, like he just basically like Obi-Wan forgot how to use the force. Luke knew how to use it. And and I, and I think he just kind of was just like, just didn't mm. 
give it give a crap anymore. He's just like, nah, that's not my problem. <laughs> Harry must be thirsty because he's grasping at straws. <laughs> no, I, I, I do I, I do think it's a very good comparison, but that but like Greg said, they are for different reasons because like Obi-Wan was doing it for the Jedi's protection. Yeah, Luke okay. was just like, I, I'm, t- I'm too old for this stuff. Like, I always try to kill my nephew, and I, I gotta, I gotta bail. Well, I mean, I feel like I've heard your arguments. I think you're both wrong. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's fair. Um, no, I think you guys bring up valid points. I think the main point for me was that a lot of people were upset that Luke turned his back on it, and seeing this kind of made me feel, you know, that it was a little bit justified because Obi does. He admits it. He turns his back. All these other people are risking their lives trying to build the Rebel Alliance. You know, some Jedis are going through and doing things, and he's just out there on Tatooine, just working. I don't. I don't. He got a day job. Like, yeah, cool, but man. that's not. Look, he's he's carrying out his mission. He, you know, is it secret? Is it safe with it being yeah, Luke? That's fair. He's not. He's not trying to stir up trouble. He doesn't want no parts of but your rebellion, we, man. We, he just we wants all go. We could all go on vacation, get somebody to watch the boy Owen knows what's up. Be like, yo, give me a, give me a shot on the bat signal and I'll come a running back in the galaxies that don't take too long to get to, um, you know, just, I, I think, you know, step away for a minute, go, go help, go help some, some people in need. Obi, don't be so selfish and watch this kid who, who might become something one day. Yeah. He's only the last hope. <laughs> all right, well, he figured it out on his own without him because Obi pieced out in a uh, new hope real quick. And he said, figure it out. Go it was visit- real quick. Go visit, <laughs> go visit this ancient Yoda and he'll tell you what to do. My guy. Good. Can you luck. imagine if that was Obi-Wan's real last lines? Like, yeah, you got to figure this out. Yeah. Uh, I got to go. Notes. I'm out. Notes. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say this was a terrible show. Um, I, I feel I feel like this is the the le- like this is the bar. If you're any lower, you're not great, um, in my opinion. But I like to get your guys' thoughts and, and see what what things stood out for you guys. Hands, what uh, what was poking out for you, um, you know, with this? So I would say the, the production value on this, I feel like was a lot a lot i, I don't want to say better than like the mandalorian but i feel like the mandalorian had a lot of cg in it and and even um i, I boba fett looked a little more practical but I, again like from like the little bit that i saw but this there was a lot of um it looks it reminded me of episode seven force awakens where they went back to like practical sets and it just looked like you know they, they didn't dig too much into like like people being like an alien race or somewhere showing up. Like it wasn't um, <laughs> like where they had to go CGI and it wasn't like too complicated. It looked like pretty much everyone was looked or somehow was, was human. So, you know, they could it kind of grounded a little bit more. Um, I, I think there, there are some really bad CG shots that they do. And, I'll, and in the second episode, when like, I think it's the second where we're like Reva's running on the rooftops and it's like, it's actually kind of, kind of sloppy, but uh other than that, I, I think the storytelling, like with this, was yeah, I don't I, I loved how this whole time in in and Star Wars nerds' heads is Obi Wan is this this protector for Luke, and he's been protecting Luke for however long, like what 15, 16, 17 years, when in reality he's basically was really protecting Leia and saving Leia. So I thought that was a cool mm-hmm. twist on the story. Um, I love how they, they put her in there and she's like, a, she's 
the 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 actress who plays Leia is like a little Carrie Fisher. I thought she like embodied Leia's character really well with like just like her like her spunk and just like her her attitude and I and I I feel like she she fit in really well with that. Um, and I like how I liked how Luke wasn't really like I've seen enough Luke. I've seen him, enough of them. Get him so out of here. Give give Leia some some uh some of the uh the the front pages so i'm glad that they 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 put her in there um and it was a cool twist on it like i said um you know that to know that they do have a relationship before a new hope um trying to think a few other things i i I, this made me appreciate the prequels a lot more um i i don't i've never i always say that i hate the prequels i think i just hate attack of the clones but like i feel like there's a lot of a lot of love made a whole series about it though yeah, but the series, I mean, the series is a lot like they should have made the they that's the movie they should have made, not uh, not yeah. the actual one. Um, I it's to to be able to see like at like Darth Vader and Obi Wan, we all know what the relationship is, but I feel like it just like it peaked here, and I and I love how it connects to a New Hope, where it doesn't rewrite a New Hope or doesn't kind of retell a story that we all know. It just gives a little more background on it, and I don't know how much Dave Filoni was. Um, was or john favreau were involved with this um but i'm sure as being like the head of like the star wars like their shows and their movies or not the movies just mainly the shows um how you know i i know they both take star wars very seriously and i'm kind of interested to see what their involvement was but i i just think that to tell the story of like where like i didn't necessarily i'm glad it wasn't just obi-wan on on tatooine for six episodes because i'm tired of this this friggin planet i really am i'm tired of tatooine instead they go to another Many planet galaxies that says, and we're they go to the another planet they go to another planet that says rocks instead of um and then it goes to another planet with more rocks um uh, it just that's why i and the, and the other thing i did and i don't think i put on my notes i love that we actually got to see alderaan like mm-hmm. not not being blown up we get to see it like underground level so i thought that was that was pretty cool um, cause I don't think, I, I don't know if in the clone wars or, or rebels, they've gone well, on rebels. Um, they, uh, I think, I don't think they, they ever go there, but, um, I have a sneeze comment to pop. I'm going to turn it over to you. And, uh, all right. Uh, well, I will say I really enjoyed Obi-Wan. Uh, didn't quite love it, but really enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, I liked there. I know there were a lot of complaints about Obi-Wan, you know, kind of, being removed from everything uh but i i liked seeing him being like far, yeah like luke <laughs> but luke it didn't make sense obi-wan it does right um, got it got uh, it so i i liked seeing him far removed from the jedi life and you know in the trailer uh that fantastic first trailer that they had uh you know it, it says between hope and despair and this that captures this perfectly not not even just because you know literally those are the themes of episodes three and four but also um you know that's kind of where obi-wan is at at this point in his life also um i liked leia uh you know both the character and the actress that played her i did find her maybe a little too precocious but i think it was good casting overall i just they could have toned down some of the smart aleck it knee alecky-ness. i don't know whatever <laughs> i don't even know right uh 
great to see some diversity in the universe. Uh, O'Shea Jackson, Kumail Nanjiani, and Dear Indira Varma um, of Game of Thrones. Loved seeing all of these actors and actresses in in uh, uh, a galaxy far, far away. So kudos there. More of that, please, Star Wars. Uh, Owen and Baru holding off an Inquisitor is laughable. That was like the one thing that uh, I really disliked in the show. Like it just it, it didn't I, go ahead. Yeah, I will say an Inquisitor with a lightsaber to the the gut. Yeah, even still, okay. like you're you're right. talking about a very dangerous adversary who hunts Jedi for a living, and they're able to hold her off by you know shooting a blaster and kicking over some crates. Like, come on, man. I don't know. It's just it. it Hands, you look like you want to say something. If I would have told you that a similar story had happened with a nine-year-old boy who was left home alone on Christmas (laughs) and stopped two professional criminals by by rigging his house, you would have called you. You would you would have called me crazy. (laughs) Um, But I I, they they home alone that place like yeah I I I I will I will agree just uh, and uh, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt Mm -hmm. it was silly when like when um when Owen had that that big big pipe that was bigger than him and he's swinging it and you know Reva should have handled him there but um you know we know they survive because you know we have a new hope that exists um but I I think stormtroopers do them in they can hold off an inquisitor (laughs) but stormtroopers. What if the bodies that were really burnt were really stormtrooper bodies and they're still out there somewhere? Ooh, Ooh look at that. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just, I, when I, when like, I think Owen was like kicking plants over, like to try and stop her. I'm like, they, they had this house rigged up like, like Kevin McAllister. Get out of here, Inquisitor. Yeah, like kicking plants. And she's just like, ah. But she did have that, that, that lightsaber to the belly. So that, that yeah. probably slowed down a little bit, but heard. I don't know. Uh, the Obi-Wan and Vader duels, both very different and both very cool. Really enjoyed them. Uh, I thought they brought different and unique things. And it was nice seeing Obi get trounced. He shouldn't have been able to hold his own uh, during that first go round. Uh, Love the Reva and Vader stuff as well. Reva's backstory and Vader kind of being in on her plan the whole time, being one step ahead of her. Thought yeah. that was really cool. Uh, and then just, you know, overall... Um, yeah, there's been rumors about another season. And look, if we get more, cool, I'm in. Uh, if not, I'm okay with that too. I think this was a fine addition. And, you know, if, if they decide not to, to build upon it, then so be it. it. You know, it's out there and I liked it. Yeah. Um, going kind of off what you guys said um, with uh, young Leia, mm-hmm. um, going to be honest, really disappointed. Uh, really didn't like her, uh, really feel like they should have casted older. I'm not trying to hate on kids, um, but I think they, uh, I read, well, you know, IMDb, these things, she was nine years old when they pretty much shot the show. Um, Stranger Things kids were like 12, 13. Uh, they should have casted older. Um, I got nothing from her expression wise. Literally when they cut to her, when Obi-Wan's talking to her, she just has a blank stare in her face. Um, I get it. She's a 10 year old kid. I'm not trying, but like, sounds just, like you're bullying. 
No, like the, yeah, the relationship to me like wasn't there for them too. And that is like the heart of this besides, you know, them being like, hey, we kind of screwed up our timeline with uh, episode three to episode four. How can we fix it? Let's make this Obi-Wan show and kind of piece it together. I'm already getting frustrated talking about this show now more. Um, and it's like, so so like the heartbeat of the story is like the Vader part, you know, and connecting those dots. And then like this, lay apart that he spends you know i don't know just didn't enjoy it uh really disappointed by it um sorry uh, i'm sure she'll be a good uh, no, you don't need to apologize um, for your wrong God. opinions she's yeah. nine all right yeah, well i mean you. time will tell time will tell Jeez. how the people feel about it little um, girl yeah. don't let grown men bully you yeah i'm sorry if um, you're listening to this podcast <laughs> he does not speak for all of us yeah he doesn't speak for the entire <laughs> papa spice crew got it heard um yeah they should have cast it older 100 um I, but she wasn't I, older don't care like say she's 10 and cast a 12 year old dude it's not that hard we do it literally in every high school movie they cast <laughs> they 21 cast year old year olds 17 <laughs> like it's not hard just say she's 10 we'll all buy it have mm. some better chemistry on screen <laughs> Uh, here's the thing um, one or you mcgregor carrying a lot of water he's got to carry the robot vader and he's got to carry this kid who like has no expression <laughs> so like i don't know what to tell you um i will say that the and 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 behind the scenes like footage of, of, of both of them luke looks a lot older than leia does and they're supposed to be twins so i think kid luke looked like he was like maybe 12 or 13 and Younger it didn't Leia help that he like... was taking sips out of a flask and smoking a Marlboro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if, if someone shared it in in our group or not, but the, the meme services. where it says the meme where it says Luke looks like the kid, the iPhone kid, where uh, he asks you if you have any games on your iPhone. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So um, my other Vader point that I'm circling back to: uh, Vader is a terrible leader. Um, <laughs> In the penultimate moment when they're chasing the ship in their much bigger ship with much bigger guns, he decides when Obi-Wan leaves to then tell that entire ship, let's follow Obi. And then what does he do? He says, I'm going to go get my little ship and I'm going to go and go go meet Obi-Wan on the planet. Instead of being like, hey, this is a good moment for me to jump out on my ship trail obi-wan because i'm the most powerful being in the in the galaxy you guys why don't you guys go destroy the ship um terrible leadership there um also like yeah but that's why he gets in trouble with uh palpatine at the end yeah i mean he's coming in for his performance review and i don't know (laughs) if he just throws it in the lava there but he like decides to log off from his zoom call and like burn up his performance review and be like i'll get him next year you know what i mean like put it together the other thing there was that awkward pause and then palpatine's like i'm gonna need you to e-sign this yeah Yeah, sign it send it over (laughs) the galaxy's got some trouble there but also vader can't put it together that like his kids might be around and like the kids might be like looped in here somehow he's not like no i mean he thought she died before giving birth yeah i know but like I don't know. Like, why? Why? All right. So you haven't seen Obi-Wan for 10 years, presumably, right? He's out there now. Why is he out here? What's so important about this child? Maybe I should interview this nine-year-old. You know what? And he probably would have been disappointed because she was expressionless. No, she she had importance. She was the princess of uh, Alderaan. 
Right. But like he's not hearing through the network, like she's adopted, you know, she's about 10 years old. We don't know. Seem pretty pretty knowing on all the trillions of people in the galaxies. And this one is gonna be the one that's that's Vader's child that died before she was born. You're the Empire. Like, have a better network, like get it together. If you're this all power, powerful, you know, empire, you're the empire. Like, get it together. I don't know what to tell you. Well, so, I mean, we leader. already know they don't have it together because there it's was shoddy on construction next, on the Death Star. It's so. going on his next performance review. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't shoddy construction. The plans were stolen. Oh, Vader yes, that's he right. That's he showed right. great leadership that year. <laughs> yeah. I give him, I give him, I give him an S <laughs> on that one. Satisfactory. <laughs> Maybe with a plus. <laughs> but yeah, bad leader. Bad leadership from Vader. Cockiness. Didn't love it. I mean, that's, I think that's the point of, of, of him going after Obi-Wan to be like, I like this has always been personal between Obi-Wan. My master's out there and he's making me look like a fool. Like I'm, I have to end this. And even Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan says that when he's talking to Qui-Gon, like, well, Qui-Gon's not there, but he says, this is going to end today. One of us is probably going to die. The last, the last interaction Anakin Vader has with Obi-Wan is that he like is stealing his family away, yada yada. He hears his kids die, hasn't seen Obi for 10 years. All of a sudden, Obi's out in the galaxy trying to find some 10-year-old kid who's an adopted, you know, princess of Alderaan. I'm just saying, put it but, together. But Anakin knew that Obi-Wan was friends with Bale. That was like that was a thing. Yeah. So how could how you're could not are you delivered? gonna walk down the street and just assume, hey, that's my kid? Like that's what <laughs> that's what you're saying. I am now. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if he's if he's all knowing and if he's the most powerful Jedi of, of all time or powerful, he's not all knowing though. Nobody ever said I that. I don't know. I don't know. It's a little all disappointing. This, this goes back to my whole disappointment with Vader, and it's a shame. It's a yeah, shame. I mean, Vader. Vader, Vader shame. This oh, is peak oh, Vader. How, oh, how the mighty have fallen. You know what I mean? So, so it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Bad, bad right. couple of years, bad couple of years. I'm gonna bounce. I'm gonna bounce off your 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 point of why he went to go go after Obi Wan, and uh, if that didn't happen, I, we wouldn't have gotten the mo- like uh, the incredible fight that we got on whatever rock planet they were on. <laughs> right. Well, he he made the right call getting in his ship. He just should have said, "Hey, you guys stay on them, destroy them. I'm gonna go destroy Obi Wan and wipe well, this." Did, whole thing I, out I, I mean. I, I mean, he did say follow them. I mean, yeah. well, that yeah, that's you're right. That's why he got in trouble with the emperor, emperor, because he was yeah. like, but you know, a lot, Vader, of people, that, a lot of people called the boss at that point. We're like, hey, <laughs> Alps, yo, get your man you again. <laughs> he made us follow the smaller ship. We had him. <laughs> Could have extinguished the the path, <laughs> but here we are. I gotta call you. Can you imagine if that's how the show Don't ended? Don't let him know it like... was me. Don't let him know it was me. <laughs> If the show ended with well, like Vader, line. <laughs> Vader was just like, "Well, yeah, you have a point. We'll go after them. Leave Obi Wan. Let him wait. Yeah. Credits roll." But I will <laughs> say that fight scene was was pretty incredible. Um, you know, and the score was really good for that. And I, I do believe John Williams did come out of uh, retirement to do the Obi Wan score for Obi um, because he never got it properly done. So, so that was that was another just high point note that I had um, that I really uh, really enjoyed. Um, and you guys, I think you shared your thoughts about season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, if they do a season two, I need less fan service. I need Obi-Wan fighting, 
the Grand Inquisitor in like some, you know, some Django type stuff where he's off on his own mission doing his own thing. I don't need you to add more elements of the Skywalker saga. And I'll be honest, I mean, I might have said it before on this pod, um, but like I'm super excited to see what the future of Star Wars has without having to connect everything back to the Skywalker saga because part of Star Wars is introducing us to, you know, like as you mentioned, Greg, galaxies upon galaxies out there, you know, let's go to a different timeline, let's go to some different, like I just want to see this world and see different different parts thrive uh in this universe that doesn't have to be a tie-in and be like a wink wink nod nod to, to all this so make us dream again star wars that that would be my uh my my throw to them so i and i all right so before i i talk and say anything else what the confidence that either of you will watch rebels uh very unlikely harry or even clone wars well, not not now. More rebels. More rebels. Um, I would say I want to. It's just is this one about of those the, things? Is this about the mask scene? Yeah, yeah well, there were two points I was going to bring up with that. Like they kind of went. With, I mean, they've already shown like memes. I of mean, that listen, I've, I've yeah, no, that that wasn't it. It's just the, where so. the story, the story there, the story picks up because Obi Wan is in Rebels, but it picks up further down the line of mm-hmm. um. Like a returning character from the prequels comes back. Um, it's not. It's no secret who it. it well, yeah. it's Darth Maul. Yeah, and yeah. he was and in Solo. Obi-Wan and, I get it. Yeah, Obi Wan and Darth Maul have uh, like a final showdown, I guess, in Rebels um, on Tatooine, of course, because everything happens on Tatooine in Star Wars. And uh, that's, I was so happy when he left Tatooine on that plane, that ship. I was like, thank God. We're getting off. There's a bunch of desert out there. You can do whatever you want, man. I'm I'm so happy. And then he ends back up on it. I'm like, come on. So much Um, space for activities. Yeah. um, But there's a scene with him and Darth Maul that takes place that, I I mean, I would love if they do it. um, uh, They do a live action version of that. But I just, I I think it was done so well in Rebels. Um, And then, yeah, the mask thing, the the fight, Ahsoka's fight with with Vader in, um, in Rebels is, is, probably rivals this fight with obi-wan in terms of what i like better um like which fight i like better um i think it's that's a it's a very personal scene and like the scene with this one where the the mask is like basically cut in half i I, that's that was absolutely the the highlight of the of the series for me because to see like hayden christensen like not just in a flashback scene like him in the mask and the voice kind of goes back and forth. Like, yeah, I, I, I brought, it almost brought like a tear to my eye because it's just like, it's a very like heartbreaking, like, you know, where the whole Sounds story's like going, become. but to see like what, you know, the whole lines where Obi-Wan says he's sorry. And, and, and Vader's yeah. like, that I'm not your failure. And, and it kind of, I felt bad for Obi-Wan because it's all this, all this time you're, he's thinking he's holding on to all this guilt. And then it, it goes back to the, a new hope where, Obi-Wan says Darth Vader killed your father and it kind of, I mean, makes sense metaphor, you know, I, I, I think yeah. the way he like kind of said that, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought there were a lot of, a lot of cool parallels with rebels, um, but I, I would love to see like more Darth Vader, whether or not like they, we see more Vader in Ahsoka, which would be depending on when that takes place. But something tells me that Ahsoka is going to take place more, after mm. Vader's already dead and gone. Yeah. No. 
So give, give me that Vader to... series, though. I'd be in for a solo Vader. I'm out. He's bad leadership. I don't know, like how they would do that. Like, would it just be him hunting? Like, he already we already got like the story of him hunting Obi Wan down. Like, what is he gonna do? Uh, there's lots of stuff they can adapt from the comics. I guess the comics is stuff that's canon, and they can just do like uh like live action versions of it. There was a storyline called Vader Down that was amazing. Yeah, I would love if they do a live action. Um, the the guy from Cal from Fallen Order. Um. Yeah, um, they, I'm is, sure. Hmm? Cameron Monaghan, I think yeah. his name is. Yeah. Um, if I thought they were going to bring him in with Obi Wan because he's still alive in this mm-hmm. timeline, so I think if they did a Vader series, it'd be really cool to like put throw him in oh. there. But I know there's, now that they're doing. Well, there's speculation he might get his own live action show. Yeah, we'll Cal see how Kestis. Jedi Fallen Order Two goes and uh, see yeah, what happens. Jedi that. Survivor, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Cool. All I, right. We all Jedi'd out. Well, my only my only last thought on this, and I, I don't want to get into the debate of television or movie, is uh, I really wish this would have been a movie, um, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So. Well, they're releasing it in theater, so you can go watch it for like all five and a half hours. What? I think they're releasing Sorry, this in like in like as an event in theaters. I have not watched watch that. I think you catch, I, me, I, I, catch I, me skipping that. I well, don't think I made that up. Harry, you can uh, you can thank your boy Alden Ehrenreich because uh, Solo's failure was a yeah. direct result of the Obi Wan planned trilogy being canceled. Yeah. This has listen, been confirmed. So listen, we we talked about this with uh, when we were talking about uh, when we talked about Star Wars and we were doing the rankings and this movie, you know, was that movie was kind of the final nail in the coffin, but. You know, I think episode nine didn't help its case either uh, for it. So in my opinion, and episode eight, because of, you know, the the entire backlash uh, for that. So um, they really hammered in the nails there. So uh, but I will say I still am hopeful there's another theatrical in there because that is what Star Wars is to me. It's an event. This didn't feel super much like an event. And I'm a little disappointed that Obi-Wan story was told like this as opposed to being you know thursday night we're all going we all got our lightsabers and our robes on and we're uh, we're heading to the theater so i'm Wait. in baby and we're not going to talk uh, the one thing we didn't talk about the, the uh the big uh reveal at the end uh our boy liam coming back oh yeah yeah qui-gon rocking sure. it i knew he was going to be in there because they like they even like in the bat in the the, the previously on the last part is Yoda saying, he's like, I can teach you how to reconnect with your old master. And then it, then the show starts. So you're like, at some point, like he's been talking to Qui-Gon and like whether or not Liam Neeson showed up or had any lines or anything. I, I always feel like like some stars are like too big for TV where they wouldn't want to do. That's why I was afraid they weren't going to get um, Obi-Wan off the ground because I feel like Ewan McGregor was like, I'm not doing TV, like mm. whatever. Like, and then Liam Neeson doesn't seem like the type who's gonna do it, but they're like, look, we need you for like two, three lines. Liam and- Neeson, the guy that won't turn down a revenge thriller. It seemed that, like but he was gonna turn down a, a return to Star Wars. They're all theatrical releases, man. Like that, that's hey, not, he like, makes profit on those uh thrillers. I, I need, oh, to, sure I need to see I need to see how much he got paid to deliver three lines of dialogue. When he probably could have done it on Zoom, and they just like popped him like his Force Ghost in. Probably like, did I bet, do it on Zoom. 
This is awful. <laughs> well, all I can say is with that, like I've seen the meme so many times of him as a <laughs> yeah. force ghost with like the behind the scenes photo from Phantom Menace where he's got sunglasses yeah. and like a sun cap on. Like I, nice. I Mandela affected myself. And now, like, that's how I imagine it happening in Obi-Wan, even though I've seen the correct version. I'm like, nah, he was he had the sunglasses on and everything. Yeah. But here's the thing. If they do a season two, like you're going to have to put a large budget just to get Liam Neeson to come and do like a full episode. Because yeah. I mean, they can't kill his force ghost. So yeah. he's going to at least have to be around until he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm out. Like you're on your own. You know, like, you know what? They should have had him around in this. That's that's this, my hot take. Like, I don't like understand this. why I need to watch six episodes of the show for him to show up for the final 30 seconds because they couldn't pay him. That's why, because <laughs> they because he cost too much money. Breaking news on Papa Spice's uh, hot takes. Uh, Handwriting with the scoop. Uh, they couldn't pay Liam Neeson. Handwriting continue. It was probably like 10 million an episode to produce. I don't even know, like 10 million to produce <laughs> and 8 million of it went to Liam Neeson. Like it's bizarre, and then it, like he's gonna be in one episode, and he's like, you know, I can't, I can't, like Ben or Obi Wan, whatever you're going by these days. This kid won't stop complaining about the power converter. I don't know, man. All he wants- Liam Neeson seems like he would have done this for a hot dog and a soda. So, but Liam Neeson only like, if this it was kid- a movie. He did, uh, he did express that he wanted it. Uh, he would only do it if it was a yeah. movie. Like Obi Wan, I this kid needs like he won't stop talking about power. How they got Atashi, Atashi Station. Like I gotta go. I'm 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 gone. <laughs> Unless you're leaving Tatooine, I'm not coming back. This little psycho keeps shooting womp rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. Like, like his. I, I I like his aunt, but oh my god, I can't. I I just can't anymore. Like stormtroopers <laughs> got to come through here. Jeez, Louise. All if right. That was the story. Well, that is our Obi Wan. Uh, discussion and that brings this episode to a wrap thank you guys so much for joining us hands anything for the peeps or tomorrow unless harry bought me a ticket for the wrong time so i'm sure you'll find out tomorrow i'm sure (laughs) i'm sure we'll have some uh some fun mcu stuff coming up and Mm -hmm. uh uh you know i hope everyone is enjoys their short week that they had if you had one because um, it's still going on for us. <laughs> okay. Harry, anything for the peeps? Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you agree with me about uh, young children and poor leadership from Vader. Um, I hope you guys keep enjoying your summer. Hopefully this, you know, got you through a flight, uh, you know, a long drive down the shore um, or, Hey, maybe you're doing some outside work and you just needed something to, to listen to. So I hope uh, you guys enjoyed our episode and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yep. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to one of our newest and youngest listeners, Vincent, who uh, just turned three. Huge, Aww. huge Papa Spice fan. Uh, so, hi. Thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening Vincent. Vincent. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Other than that, um, I will say the same thing I always say, which is make sure you guys live spicy. Spicy.